0: Hey guys, welcome to the I Hope to Hear This podcast, and today I hope students hear this. Hey guys, welcome to the I Hope to Hear This podcast, and today I'm I'm addressing students. I don't really know the demographic of the audience that I have with this podcast, but I'm going to assume that there there is at least a few students out there listening. If you're one of them, please feel free to forward this episode out to your friends, because I really do think this is going to be helpful for you guys in navigating higher education. So I'm going to tell you two stories of how I became kind of a pioneer slash trailblazer in both my high school and in the college that I attended but not necessarily in a very positive way. Um, the term pioneer and trailblazers, uh, it evokes a very positive emotion, but yeah, it won't for this story or series of stories. So to kind of set the, the groundwork for what I'm about to tell you guys, I do have to mention that, and, and this isn't me trying to be cocky or arrogant, I'm just objectively stating that I was a fairly good student growing up, elementary school, middle school, the beginning parts of high school. I pretty much got all A's. It, it wasn't really until I started taking AP classes in high school that I started dabbling in the in the Bs. So, and I'm you know, I fit the stereotypical uh, good student. Mold, I guess, as an Asian American. And, you know, I, I enjoyed it. I I think I, yeah, I, I think I earned it. I worked really hard. So it was something I enjoyed. I was not ashamed of. But I think because I had lived this identity for so long, there was a part of me that wanted to explore what would happen if I slacked off. I see all my friends kind of going out, having fun, and saying, forget it, to tests coming up and not studying for them. I, I wanted to experience that kind of wild side. So what I ended up doing in senior second semester of my senior year, after I had gotten all the acceptance letters, I, I only really applied to two schools, Emory University and Georgia Tech, and I wanted to go to Tech, so... For me, high school was over at that point. All my life, people had told me that second semester, senior year didn't matter. Colleges aren't even going to look at it because they had already accepted you at that point. So if you want to slack off, if you want to kind of, you know, escape this good student stereotype, maybe that's the best time to do it. And I really took that to heart. I shouldn't have, but I really did. I stopped studying for everything. I was taking four AP classes at the time. For those of you who don't know, AP stands for advanced placement. I don't even know if that term is used anymore or not, but I was taking four AP classes at the time, and I did it. I wasn't even interested in passing those AP exams to get the college credit for them. So I said, screw it. Uh, I'm, I'm not even going to care if I do well. Uh, and get the college credit. So I didn't study at all. I s- started skipping a lot. And thankfully, I was kind of a devious genius back then. I figured out that if you have a sick note, um, then you can s- get an excuse to absence and kind of skip all you wanted. So uh, what I did is I I was actually sick one day in uh, first semester senior year. And my mom wrote me a note so that I could take to the administrative office and get it excused. But before I took it to school, I actually scanned it into my computer and I was taking a uh, computer graphics class at the time. So I had begun to learn kind of the basics of Photoshop and the basics of Photoshop is really all you need to know to be able to take a handwritten note and change the date. So my mom wrote me a note saying, oh, David was sick on this date. Please excuse his absence. And with that note photo or scanned into my computer, I had her signature, I had her handwriting, the note, all of that. So all I had to do whenever I wanted to skip is I would just Photoshop in a new date and print it out and take it to school. So that's what I did for, I estimated around... 30 days uh, all told i think i skipped 30 days of second semester senior year which is kind of a lot if you, th- if you think about the fact that it's just a single semester and you know previous to this not only was i a good student but i like, behavior wise i was golden I, no suspensions ever no detentions teachers never complained about me so i was this golden child and because of that i think the The school didn't think twice about my large number of absences. And I think they also were kind of cutting me slack because it was second semester senior year. So what ended up happening at the end of the semester, after all of the skipping, after refusing to study for anything, I ended up failing three of my AP classes, those three classes were AP calculus BC. AP Physics C and AP Drawing Portfolio. So th- that class, it wasn't difficult, it's just there was a lot of work to do. You had to paint a bunch of stuff and I just stopped caring and didn't paint anything. So I ended up failing those three classes and life went on. I, I still graduated because mm-hmm. my GPA throughout my entire high school career was high enough that it, these three failed classes barely caused a ding. And all my requirements of graduating high school were fulfilled in in my junior year. So all these classes were kind of extra classes. And I felt a sense of peace about this whole situation because I had several friends who were going to attend Georgia Tech as well. And they hadn't even reached those classes. I had friends taking AP Calc AB, which is the, the class... That's before BC and people who weren't even taking physics and art who cares about art, right? I'm sure Georgia Tech for sure doesn't care about art. So in my mind, those three classes were kind of optional bonus classes that no one else is taking anyways. And well, not, not everyone is taking anyways. And so a failure in those classes would mean nothing, especially because I'm able to graduate, You know, all that kind of stuff. So I am living my last summer break life of high school very well. I got a part-time job, uh, so I was making some money. So I was able to go out and, you know, live life. And in the middle of summer, when I was, I had already completed all my applications for dorming. I had filled out all my forms, I got all my immunizations, after all of that had happened, it wasn't... I guess it wasn't even the middle of summer, it was toward the end of summer, I got a mail, a letter from Georgia Tech saying, your acceptance has been revoked. I was very confused because of all the reasons I talked about before. But Georgia Tech suddenly came to me or sent me a letter saying that they no longer wanted wanted me and i actually went to georgia tech to talk to the administrative office and to try to reason with them plead with them say you know all these things happened because i was under the impression that you guys wouldn't care you know basically just begging them to Revoked the revocation of my acceptance to Georgia Tech they didn't budge and so uh, I End up not being able to attend Georgia Tech my first year of college But because I went to go talk to them and plead with them. They gave me a conditional acceptance and This is kind of the first pioneer trailblazer moment for me. I'm convinced that I gave Georgia Tech the idea to have this conditional acceptance program. Because prior to m- my situation, I hadn't ever heard of anybody getting a conditional acceptance to Tech. But afterwards, numerous cases of students saying, oh, I didn't get in, but I got a conditional acceptance. So what is a conditional acceptance? At Georgia Tech, the conditional acceptance is you agree to go to a different university or college for a year and take certain classes that are pre-approved by them and maintain a 3.0 GPA for your at least your math and science classes so that's the conditional, conditional acceptance that they gave me I said yes I went to a community college because no other colleges applications were still open because it was so close to the actual start of the semester. So I did what they said. I took the classes that they wanted me to take and I was able to go back to Georgia Tech. Well, not back to I was able to start attending Georgia Tech sophomore year of college. And the second pioneer moment I wanna talk about is, so the first one was, I believe I created conditional acceptances for Georgia Tech. All of you guys out there, anyone listening, if you were able to go to Georgia Tech through conditional acceptance, I will gladly take any thank you notes that you send my way. Um, but at my high school, after all of this transpired, at my high school, I was told that of, by the some of the younger students that I knew that at the beginning of every senior year, when the administrative, the administrators talk to the students, they tell them about my story. Of of course, not using my name, but they do say we had a student. He did very well. He got into Georgia Tech. He was set to attend, but he got his acceptance revoked because he, because senioritis hit him super hard. So that's kind of a cautionary tale that. I believe my high school told for at least the next few years to all the senior students. So if you heard that story and you said, oh, I should not, you know, risk it and do well, then again, you're welcome because I probably saved your chances of going to whatever college or university you wanted to go to. And, and, and that is really just a cautionary tale for everyone out there you definitely shouldn't assume anything when it comes to higher education. You know, do your best all the way through and yeah, get at it. Don't don't be like me. Don't be dumb like me. And the next story I want to talk talk to you guys about is in college. So, after having been such a pioneer and blazing these multiple trails in high school, I thought my days of pioneering and trailblazing were were over, but I was wrong. And the thing that happened happened to me again in senior year of college. And I went to Georgia Tech or I graduated from Georgia Tech, and when you graduate from Georgia Tech as a engineering major, there is usually this thing called senior design. I th- I think it might be called something else now, but there is a program that you have to go through senior design. Um, it's basically one large class that you have to take for either your second to last or your last semester that you are at georgia tech and for industrial engineers what senior design was is we had to partner with a company and we had to try to solve an issue for them and we had to solve it using industrial engineering methodologies and uh we were guided by industrial engineering professors and yeah, it, it was a, it's just a pretty straightforward process. And it's a really cool thing because we get real life experience even before we graduate. It's kind of like a very intense internship, except we're kind of just consultants. We're, we're not too deep into the company. We, we get all their data. We get all their information and we provide them with a solution, Um, but we're kind of outside consultants and it's a, the selection process of the the company. It's a two sided selection process because the students need to find a company that they like and a company with an actual issue that industrial engineering methodologies can solve. And also the companies need to choose you. The companies can select a group that they want, right? Because in in a given semester, the number of groups, I think, can be in the teens. So th- there's a lot of students that the companies have to choose from as well. So when you first start this, uh, th- your graduating project, you, ag- you actually have to start the semester prior because you have to have your group made, so they don't assign the group for you. You have to, amongst the people that are taking senior Design with you at that semester, you have to kind of find each other and kind of sort of interview each other and create a group together. And Once you do that, you have to find a company. They The school does provide a list of companies that are already interested, um, that you can select from, but they don't limit you to that. So... If you know of any other companies that have a uh, suitable issue, you can go to them and you can ask them to be a part of the Senior Design Program. And so when you evaluate the companies, you kind of have to interview them and the companies have to interview you. And it's it's a very, it's not a quick process. So you, that's why you have to start the semester before. And so... What we ended up doing is we talked with several smaller companies, but we ended up selecting a very large company because one of our group mates had interned there and we figured that the prospects of getting hired afterwards probably be better at a bigger company like this. So we said, uh, we sent out emails to every other company that we spoke with and we went with this big company. So we were... Moving along the process, everything seemed fine, but I get called into the senior advisor. So the head of the senior design program, he calls me and one of my friends in uh, via email. We were very confused. We went in and the head, the head advisor guy, he's very upset. And we ask why? Turns out. That one of the companies that we, quote unquote, interviewed with or spoke with, we, because after any interview, it's polite to send a follow up email, right? Just say, hey, thank you for meeting with us. We're very very excited about the prospect of working with you. Please let us know your decision. So that's that's kind of the basically the email that I sent. That company, that smaller company, took that email to mean that we were definitely selecting them and that we were going to be the team that worked with them, or at least from our end that we, we were accepting them as, the, as our company. And so when we sent out an email saying, we don't want you as a company, we're going to go with someone else. They were very upset because obviously they were rejected. And also that late into the process, every other students had made their decision as well. So they were going to be, they, they were excited about the prospect of getting free consultants Uh, and getting one of their issues resolved, but they weren't going to have that issue or they weren't going to have that opportunity this semester, right? Because this whole senior design project or process or program, the senior design program is a symbiotic relationship, right? Georgia Tech provides um, workforce and the companies provide uh, real-life experience. And Georgia Tech provides this at, at no cost so for these companies it's a great deal and they probably get very excited about it and so when they realized that they weren't gonna get this free labor force they were understandably very upset and the person that actually wrote that follow-up email from our group was me <laughs> so when i heard that we could get points docked from our overall uh project I just said, Hey, I'm the one who sent the email out. So if you need to dock points from anybody, please dock them from me individually. And I'm hoping that you don't penalize my group mates and the, the head of the pro the program, he was actually very impressed by that. He liked that. And I don't, I think he ended up not docking any points from anybody at the end of the day. So just a life lesson in there for you. If if you're straight, honest and straightforward. It can have uh, good benefits, right? So yeah, just just be honest the next time you're in a situation like that. But anyways, so what what ends up happening is uh, the school has to you know promise. Uh, actually, I don't know what they promised, but they, they had to somehow uh, de-anger these people. Is that a word? Is that a how do you say on un- the reached out to the company and they, they apologized and they said, Oh, this will never happen again. Please don't lose faith in our program. We'll do, we'll try to figure something out for you. So, uh, the, the school had to kind of grovel, um, to keep this company happy. And, uh, we got a very big, uh, talking to, uh, we got lectured and we got scolded and, uh, yeah, the the thing that I pioneered in this situation is, at the beginning of every senior design, uh, semester, the advisors, the professors, they give you a presentation on the proper protocols of talking to companies, and the types of emails you should send, the ways that you should talk to them, and in that presentation, moving forward after our. Uh, semester, they added in a snippet of the email that I sent with all the names redacted to save everyone's privacy, and they show that to every every senior design class for for at least the next few uh, next few years. Um, I know for sure because uh, my brother in law actually graduated with the same major as I, and he he told me that he saw this letter in the presentation, and so yeah. Uh, the, the email, the, they, the advisors show the students the email and say, what do you think, how do you think the clients will react? Or how do you think the companies will react if they receive an email like this? And they'll say something like, oh, well, I think they'll be fine, blah, blah, blah. And the professors say, well, they might take this to mean that you're accepting them as, as your clients. So please don't send an email like this and try to do the wording differently. So, Yeah. Another trailblazed at Georgia Tech industrial engineering program, the senior design program. And yeah, just, just, just the life lesson there. I honestly don't know what the life lesson there is. I, if, I'm, if I'm being honest, I don't think I did anything wrong. I, the email that I sent was pretty clearly not a statement of we will work with you. It was just expressing interest and saying we look forward to hearing back i think the company overreacted and i think in their overreaction our school needed to um set an example or or they had to take action because of that the the reaction of of the company but yeah i still after 10 years it's almost been 10 years wow but even after 10 years i still yeah i still stand by the fact that i did nothing wrong the company probably overreacted. But the life lesson that I learned then is it doesn't really matter what right or wrong is sometimes. it's You also have to respect the emotional response of certain people in certain situations. It's not always just about being right or wrong. It's You can't invalidate the emotional responses. Well, that's pretty good for being off the cuff. But yeah. That, that's a, that's another trail I blazed. So all of that to say, um, students, it, it really doesn't matter. Okay, no, no, I don't want to say that. If, if you f- ever feel like you don't need to put in 100% in school I mean, while you're a student, that's wrong. No matter what the situation is, you definitely should put 100% in because... I didn't and I, I made a lot of mistakes along the way and it made my life a lot harder than it should have been and for those students who already have made one too many mistakes please don't think that it's the end of the road for you I think there's always hope for me I, I got my acceptance to tech revoked but I was still able to attend and I made a grave emailing error with a company for my last Senior project and that all worked out as well. So never lose hope always continue trying and And this isn't a this is not a pioneering or trailblazing moment, but I graduated Tech with a really low GPA even compared even for uh, Georgia Tech students uh, my GPA was very low but because I tried so hard in the last project in that senior project the company that we did the project for actually ended up hiring me and, you know, and an, another classmate of mine and another groupmate of mine. So, um, my GPA didn't really matter because they already saw kind of my work ethic and what I could do. And, and, and so, yeah, it's, it's really about what you do with the given opportunity at hand. Don't ever feel like it's too late. Don't give up. Um, if you feel like you. Haven't done as well as you could have. It's, it's not too late. It's not it's never too late to turn the ship. So, please be encouraged in that um, So yeah, before I sign off, I do want to give an update about uh, the water project with the collective effect Blair Kim, which was a previous guest. She actually for her birthday um, Collected money for the collective effect uh, which is run by Christina Martinez, who was also a previous guest. So I think they're really like they're on the cusp. I think they're super close to having a fully funded well. And if you don't know the story, the people of Erie, Uganda, the uh, Dang it, I forget, I forget how to pronounce the city. But in Uganda, there are people who literally walk four hours to and back from a well to get brown dirty water because they have nothing better and so what the collective effect has been trying to do is gather money enough money to build a well so that they don't have to travel that far and so that they can get clean water and i think with uh, what blair did on her birthday um I, the most recent update i've heard they're Beginning the building process, the groundbreaking process of the well, um, because they're so close. So, guys, if if you go back and listen to the podcast with Christina Martinez on the collective effect. And I'm really hoping that you'll be inspired to give to this organization because it's going to be life changing for these people. For an entire community, it's going to be life changing. They're not going to need to trek four hours back and Uh, to and from and they can get a chunk of their days back um and yeah it's going to be life-changing guarantee it so please please go and consider that and yeah i'm really hoping that us as a a community of of this podcast can can make real life uh changes and differences and i'm telling you this this is the thing that's going to do it so yeah Go to thecollectiveeffect.org. The effect is with the an E and no spaces. Obviously, this is the URL. thecollectiveeffect.org. And you can donate there on, on the donate page. Or you can just Venmo thecollectiveeffect. Any little bit helps. So even if you can only spare a dollar, please, please do that. And yeah, let's get this well. Let's get this well, completely built and... Yeah, let's change the world one community at a time. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening today. If, oh, uh, please look forward to the next few episodes. I, I have a lineup of guests that I'm really excited about. Um, so I know you guys don't really like, well, I don't want to say that. I don't know. You might, you might like these solo episodes. Who am I to say, right? But for those of you who don't enjoy these solo episodes, um, yeah, starting next week, I'm going ha- to have a series of guests lined up. So uh, please uh, stay tuned in so that you don't miss that. If any of what I talked about today uh, evoked any questions that you want to ask, please uh, send those questions or even feedback to IHTHTPodcast at gmail.com. That's I hope they hear this, abbreviated podcast at gmail.com, or on Instagram at I hope they hear this, or on Twitter at podcast. There's not gonna be a video for this episode. I'm recording this very late. Um, it wasn't because I couldn't get a guest this week. Well, it kinda was. I was trying to work out the schedule so I could get a guest, but it didn't work out. But it's okay because it's it's gonna it's just gonna be pushed back one week. But anyways, this is this episode is kinda thrown together at the last moment, so that's why there's no video for this. But Usually, um, I do have uh, videos accompanying these podcasts, so if you want to check out any of my previous videos um, and see the beautiful, handsome faces of my past guests, please check out my channel, um, I hope they hear this, on YouTube. And that is it. I will talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. Love you guys. and Bye.